0: Hate to say it, but for the first time in six weeks, Trayvon Diggs didn't get an interception. And like clockwork, the Cowboys did not win a game on Sunday. It's sad to see. It's sad to see. What are your thoughts?
1: I'm going to just say, quite frankly, that one, he's washed completely.
0: I didn't want to be the guy to say it, but is this team – should we blow this team up?
1: This team – Had zero yards, zero points. Um, It's it was it was stressful. What does it say
0: that they didn't even trust Zeke enough to give him one carry this week? Zero carry is a fraud, (laughs) (laughs) dude. Him and Pollard had a similar output. I
1: don't know how you can say that, dude. I think the run game is done.
2: They gave him no carries. Okay, you can't judge Pollard. They give him no carries.
1: I do have to say, shout out to the
0: the offensive line. Zero sacks again. Clean week. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know, I was going to give up. The defense did did their part, you know, no yards <laughs> No allowed. points.
0: Zero yards, dude. That's impressive. That's impressive. So, oh, but seriously, no, it, this is gonna, Boys Will Be Boys. This was a bye week. The Cowboys did not play, but we are still here to talk about what did happen and what is to come. I'm Andy Gatelli.
1: Benjamin T. Walker.
0: Zachary exactly, Lowe. There he is. And welcome to Boys Will Be Boys, brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Cigna Healthcare. If you've ever wondered uh, if something was covered by your insurance, it's not. Cigna Healthcare, as well as Swish of Sweets, the best c- cigars? Is that what they're? <laughs> cigars? Yeah, cigars. The best
1: tobacco product in the industry.
0: Tobacco-adjacent products in the industry. But well, this is Boys Will Be Boys. The Cowboys were off this week. Um, I'm which, gonna, honestly, guys, is kind of nice, honestly. I feel like oh. it came at a great time. Uh, Dak was in a boot last week. so And they did come out and say it would have been tough for him to play this week, which I don't think any of us really want to see uh, this team play without Dak. Um, so this came at a great time. We're also going to get a couple guys back this week. We'll get to that during our Vikings preview. Um, but how did you guys feel watching a little football minus – your
1: boys i'm not gonna lie that was the most fucking miserable weekend i've yeah, ever had you watching football. That
0: it was awful for i you.
1: i i could not have had less fun in my entire life than i had <laughs> watching nfl football and i didn't even have dallas to distract me i i i've been busy you know means mean this is always then i finally sunday no plans no anything my fantasy team everyone was you know for those that play fantasy football, we're calling it Bi-Mageddon. Lots of big names on by. Andy's whole team was out because Andy owns mainly Cowboys, so he he had accepted his L very early. 61, baby. <laughs> projected the most points this week. Projected to have a great week. Me and Andy threw down some bets, and I'm just going to say it. It was awful. I watched six hours of football to watch my team me- meander into one one touchdown on the day. I would have rather <sighs> – I would have rather had my foot run over by a car and waited in a waiting room for eight hours with Cigna Healthcare as my healthcare than deal with what I dealt with this weekend. So that's how I felt, uh, Zachary. Hopefully, yours was a little better.
2: Well, I don't play fantasy. Everyone tells me it ruins football, so I actually kind of had that's fun. That's good. Watching that's a good
0: idea, man. Panthers. It is. It is kind of whack, dog. It oh, is it. Is kind of whack.
1: It I, it ruined my entire day.
0: I had a lot of fun
2: watching the Panthers. Just get
0: the shit kicked out of them by the Giants. That was extremely shocking. Dude, what a crazy game, dude. It it, It was. It was was amusing, but it was also like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I didn't think the Panthers were like a crazy good team, but I to get stomped out by the Giants, especially the Giants, (laughs) San Saquon. The Panthers are a bad team, dude. The Panthers uh, are a bad team. Sam
1: Darnold is is who we thought he was. He is a fucking bum. I always thought so. They started 3-0, and and people were like, see, Darnold just needed to be under the brilliance of Matt Rule. And no, he sucks. And he cost us. Bets will be bets points this week. Blew the NFC lease parlay because they couldn't even – did they score? No, they didn't score a touchdown. They suck. No,
0: they did not score a touchdown. They put up three points. Sam Darnold went 16 of 25 for 111 and a pick for a QBR of 10.7. Before he they benched. benched him and put in P.J. Walker, who went three for 14 for 33 yards with a 2.8 QBR. Me
2: Meanwhile, and, Chubba me and Hubbard had 12 carries related. for
0: 28 yards, dude. That is their offensive output.
2: He also yeah, got was sack by his own lineman. And it wasn't like the Jack yeah. sack where he just got, like, hugged, basically. No, no he got straight up demolished, which uh, was very funny to see.
1: And then, you know, my secondary team, um, just because, you know, I've always liked Patty Mahomes, Texas Tech boy, mean goat. Um, that was an absolute shit show. Um, Can we talk I don't about know how what's people wrong just turned
0: on Patrick Mahomes, dude? I've talked to, like, multiple people this week that are like, you know, I've been saying, I said for the last couple of years that <laughs> Mahomes is really just lucky, dude. And now that his luck's turned against him, he's kind of being exposed. I was like, bro, get the fuck out of here, dog. Like, yes. The Chiefs look terrible. I I compare them very much to our team last year, where great offensive weapons, quarterback that's really good, defense that is historically bad, and one of the cow the same Cowboys squad that's killing everyone this year was one in three with a squeaker win over the Atlanta Falcons last year because Dak would put up forty and they'd lose. Like
1: yeah, well and, I at it. Mahomes is
0: used to that shit, dude. Ask him about college. Like
1: yeah. Won about four games a year at Tech. Um, you know, they they just look really off, but on top of their defense being 30 or 32nd in every single category that you can look up, they're also dead last offensively in giveaways. They have the most giveaways in the league, and that's what's really killing them. Uh, I think yeah. if they cleaned it up, I mean, Mahomes has more picks this year than he's had in any other year of his career already. So...
0: I feel like people have figured out a couple things about the Chiefs. One is Mahomes is definitely a gunslinger. He's going to force the ball. They also know that Kansas City really has, at the end of the day, two weapons that scare you, and it's Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. They bracket Tyreek Hill so that he's not going to get over the top on you. And Kelsey's stats don't look bad, but he's not making the game-changing plays that he's made in the last couple of years. And once you really like take those two like as game breakers out of the equation, it's kind of Mahomes just running around trying to backyard football his way out of situations.
1: Well, and what we used to say about Rodgers, where I think Rodgers has gotten far better. And to Rodgers' credit, he's never been turnover prone. But there used to be an argument that, and I've said it before, he would never take what was there. Yeah, like he he loves he loves his arm. He always tries to make the big play. I Also, kind of think it's a Russell Wilson trade at times. But
0: or like Johnny football in college, like just. But Mahomes will do that too. He won't.
1: He'll he'll turn down the first option that's 5 yards looking for the 15 to 50 yards, you know? And that's mm-hmm. it's killing him. So I don't know what what to think about the Chiefs. I saw they're the first team this is a this is a bizarre ESPN stat for you. They're the first team in like 40 years to be favored in every single game coming off of a Super Bowl and be have a losing record through seven
0: weeks so you know i mean i gotta say man i'm not super scared of that team anymore like i was when that game in november looks schedule that game in november looks very enticing right now yeah quite winnable i mean it is an arrowhead it will be cold weather but i like the way we're built for cold weather way more than they are like by a significant margin um especially if our line both stays healthy and gets a little better once Lyle's back in, which he is going to be back uh, for the Vikings game this coming Sunday. Um, I got to say, I like how we stack up. And certainly you got to think our defense is in better shape. So, but it was, but they got throttled by the Titans. Um, like we already said, the Giants did pick up uh, their second win of the year. They beat the Panthers. Um, but otherwise the NFC least did what we expected them to uh, the Eagles got, the shit beat out of him by the Raiders I gotta say did the do the Raiders look like a better team without John Gruden I feel like they they look a little better to me
1: I haven't really watched to be completely honest not not detailed the Raiders as I always say the Raiders are very similar to I think who we're about to play the Vikings like I'll never be surprised if the Raiders beat anyone I mean shit they beat Kansas City last year or if the Raiders lose to anybody I mean, they also beat Baltimore this year. You know, they're a they're a weird team. They're a very weird team.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I haven't watched them either, but the stats show
0: them doing a lot better. I know they're. They've got a couple guys, dude. Waller is definitely a dude that can hurt you. Um, he's a mismatch everywhere. So the the Eagles got killed. Um, I I and we saw the Eagles. Uh, they traded Joe Flacco this week. Um. I'm beginning to wonder is Gardner Minshew going to be starting for the Eagles before long. It really feels like their the uh Jalen Hurts rope is running out in Philadelphia, at least publicly.
1: I don't know because Minshew's not the guy either. So I don't no. know why you would why they would go down that road unless they've just completely <laughs> lost faith in hurts to the point that they want to show their team that they're they're trying everything other than that i i don't see any reason to do it you know philly they're what two and five now is everyone two and five in our division now
0: the giants the eagles and let's see yep everyone is two and five except us
1: yeah and then washington they got their shit pushed in again by somebody right the packers yeah i guess they didn't i mean they kind of hung tough but they lost by 14 so yeah
0: 24 10 I mean, they threw – there was exactly one good play where Jalen Smith blitzed and Heineke slipped him, just totally sunned Jalen Smith and threw a 40-yard touchdown to Scary Terry. Um, Man, I – yeah, I don't want to dogpile on Jalen Smith, but – I kind of kept track of him, and he's been like the worst graded defender on the Packers. Dude, can I just say, there's, game you started? there's this
1: weird sicko thing though with some cowboy fans on on Twitter that are like really obsessed with following him and pointing out all his bad plays on the Packers. Like, just yeah, let that man, so mean, just let that that's man so go. Mean. He's, like, gone. He, dude, he's
0: gone. He's yeah. gone.
1: <laughs> like it's weird they're, oh, they're almost rooting for him to suck it's not a guy who spurned you it's a guy you paid and he his body oh, gave out like that's do you it. remember
0: do you remember the it, it happened with demarco murray too like people took such joy in his like decline and failure after he left the cowboys and it was like dude we, we chose not to pay him like we right. we made that call he didn't leave us like
1: yeah we cut jalen smith and paid jalen smith
0: (laughs) yeah that's bizarre we had no jalen smith had literally zero choice in any of the matters involved in his career with the cowboys we drafted him we paid him and then we cut him he never at any point was like i refuse to play for this team (laughs) like so weird man so yeah very strange but uh at the end of the week everyone is two and five except us um, looking ahead, there is a – I did read that there is a mathematical chance where the Cowboys can tie an NFL record. Uh, if we win every game between now and Thanksgiving and uh, the rest of the NFC East continues on their, in their losing ways, there is a potential for us to clinch the division on Thanksgiving,
2: which mm-hmm. would
0: be uh, the earliest division or playoff clinch tied with the 1997 – Uh, San Francisco 49ers and the 2007 uh, New England Patriots for earliest playoff clinch uh, made even crazier by the fact that we now play 17 games. So it's an even earlier clinch technically than any team in NFL history would have had because of how good we are and how bad everyone else is.
1: I was thinking about this and we're only going to play one division game this entire year that has any meaning and it was already played like that Eagles game was it yeah, i mean really, in theory even if we lost that it it didn't mean a whole lot
0: but, but we we may never see washington with anything at stake like no. we play we play them like two of the last four weeks of the <laughs> we year.
1: might be benching go- well actually we won't be because i think the the one seed is going to be very much in play for for not only us, but about four or five teams. Well, seems. in our second-to-last
0: game of the year is the Cardinals, and so we're definitely going to probably have to play that game hard because you're going to be playing for the one seed, assuming that's still in play. Like, it could be something weird happens. There's, and
1: It's interesting we're at a point where we almost have a playoff spot all but locked up because the NFC East, and yet you could argue, and looking at record, the five best teams might be in the NFC this year. Yeah which sucks for us. But, I mean, if you're just looking based on record, I, I still think the Bills are just as good or maybe even Baltimore when they get healthy. But you could really say that the five best teams are NFC East – or not N- N- NFC teams.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Um, man, Baltimore, that was a weird one too, dude. I could not – I did not dude. foresee that drubbing they took from the Bengals. I'm just too. glad Jamar Chase who
1: I'm just glad Jamar Chase, who dropped three balls in preseason, wasn't a bust like the whole world was ready to call him man. That was the weirdest phenomenon.
0: Look, like I wasn't ready to call him a bust. I totally understand why it was incredibly concerning to people that he could not get separation and that he was saying things to the media like the ball was a lot bigger in college. I can't see the ball into my hands. Those are concerning things, especially in a sport like football where we hyperanalyze everything that was bound to happen. I too am very glad that he turned out to be amazing. I was just very
1: bullish on Jamar Chase coming out. You know, when people were saying, is it it, Devonta Smith or Waddle? I was like, nah, Chase is. You've definitely seen, you've
0: definitely, we've we've done that with every draft pick ever. You know what I mean? Like, a guy runs a good 40 time in camp and we decide he's going to be the next fucking Dion. Like, that's just the nature of. Sure. I'm not, I,
1: I, you know, I'm just saying it, it, people. People went wild. People with did that the, one. people
0: did the same thing to Panay Sewell, and he's turned out to be incredibly good. Yeah. Although yeah. he plays for maybe the worst team in football, so less cool.
1: He's gonna be Joe Thomas of the new the new the new Jude Thomas on a great player on just a forgettable franchise.
0: Which is weird because I was told that Dak will never be in the same league as golf, so Strange that they're losing so much with such a good quarterback. I don't get it.
1: I was high on golf at one point. I was never as high on Wentz as people were, but now Dak's better than both of them clearly, which is good for us. It is good for us.
0: It is. Speaking of Dak being good, um, so, boys, we have some time on the bye week. And uh, we're obviously looking at a couple of big-name Cowboys coming back. We are seeing the return of Michael Gallup from IR this week. He's set to practice starting tomorrow. Um, Same with uh, starting right tackle L. Collins, who returns from his five-game suspension this week. Um, And so it it led me to thinking about, uh, you know, we've got this bye week. It's kind of our little break in the year. Uh, And thus far, obviously, small sample size, only been six games. Um, but thus far, who are the five best Cowboys of, 20, of the 2021 season? And I deliberately left this question open-ended. Um, I wanted to see kind of how you guys attack this question, whether it's truly just the five best, whether you wanted some uh, – these are the five guys I would take to start the team, whether it was I wanted some from offense, some from defense, et cetera. Um, and so I thought that would be fun for us to each uh, independently come up with our five and bring those to the table um and so i think we've all all come up with our little list here so uh what do we think the best way is to do this like start Do we want to go around and each do our five or do we start at five start at honorable mention and give think who we put an honorable mention and compare and then move down the list that way comparing each spot
1: yeah we can do i, I assume there'll be a lot of uh, uh crossover you know uh, For sure. we'll have a very similar picks at some points so i say yeah we just start at uh Honorable mention. I dove deep into into the brain, into into what my eyes told me, guys, into what like my it. heart told me about what I have been witnessing in this so, historic Dallas Cowboys start.
0: Right on. Who is uh, so? First of all, tell us how did you approach making your top five? Was this just like you you ranked the five best players? Was it like these are my five guys I consider the most important to this team?
1: I went strictly on a little bit of who's just a great player, but who's having a great season. Mainly, okay. I would say like eighty percent of this is based on this season performance. Gotcha. So it's not just if I was going to start a team, who I throw out. This is just purely gotcha. who is and who is who who's exceeded. Uh, you know, the walk Stars personal personal opinion. You know, who's you exceeded could my, just- my 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 opinion of them the most so I,
0: I could definitely see people being like okay one zach martin two tyron smith you know what i mean like because they're sure. grading out 99 so i just wanted to understand how you're approaching this so ben give me your honorable mention your or or honorable mentions
1: man i've been really tough between five and honorable mention somebody that i really want to put i really want to put him in the top five because he's vastly exceeded my expectations, which is just what I've been telling you. But number five, honorable mention, Dalton motherfucking Schultz. as nice. a big Starwin guy, Blake Jarwin era. That's my boy. You know, me and Andy been doing bits forever. This one really hit hard. This one really hit home. I've uh I've been up in Schultz's DMs every day telling him he's he's not as good as Starwin and he's just out there proving me wrong, you know. Uh the he guy's killing awesome. it this year. You know, he's on pace for almost a thousand yards. He's been the safety blanket of this of this team especially once Gallup went down you know his his production rocketed so i got to give him a lot of love and we don't talk about him a lot on the podcast so i felt
0: like this was a good spot to to show the guy a little bit of love he's he seems to be the poison that other teams often pick like they decide if they're going to give up production it's going to be to dalton schultz and he makes him pay for it to his credit which i really like so i have um, one other two andy yeah,
1: go for it. I'm gonna go my my second one. Um this just happens to be a defensive player. Um uh d- 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 wow, I was I was about to blank. I was it's not Randy. I have Randy higher on the list. That's a that's a little we call a little tease for you. Uh I like that. I like that. Um actually someone else go. I gotta let me find where I wrote this down. I've I'm flustered. Zach, go ahead, and give me your honorable mention.
0: All uh-huh. right.
2: Uh, My first honorable mention is actually going to go to Micah Parsons. Nice. I also have
0: Micah in my honorable mention category.
2: Very solid. A lot of promise. uh, Very early on in the season. Well, really the second game, really. A lot of thought that he might just have a breakout year immediately. He is not yet, but he's doing great. There's no complaint there. I actually have three more. Nice. Nice. Let's hear it. I'm not going to go into detail for all of them because some them like to say Coop, obviously. Okay. He's an honorable mention. I can't feel like he's quite top five. He does have the slight injury to his rib. Play-
0: playing through – I give him a lot of credit for playing through mm-hmm. the hamstring and the ankle. He's out there doing warrior shit. I love it. Then I have Terrence Steele, and that's more for just Ooh, my Good call. Love good
2: call. that. I love, love that, that, Z-Love. And then I also have Schultz.
0: All right. Okay. Those are great picks. Um, um, I
1: I did find my other honorable mention to come back. I do want to touch on Zach's there. Steele was a great – I didn't think about that's that. A, that's, that's a great a, one. He's, that's a fantastic – he deserves a lot of love.
0: I actually ranked my top 15 and just used my 6 through 10 as my honorable mention grouping. Um, I had Steele as my number 11 guy, but okay. he's certainly a great honorable mention pick, um, especially where he was last year. Like, Steele was in that, like, Brandon Knight category of, like, people cursed his name and, like, I mean, I remember when Lael got suspended, people were like fucking Terrence Steele's going to have to play, we're fucked. And then he blanked Joey Bosa and you never hear his name. Like once in a while he may make a mistake, but no more than anyone else on this line and he's he's done a tremendous job. He's done a tremendous job.
2: Actually one more, that I just realized I didn't even include, who I should have. Pollard. Oh, oh it is a great Oh my thunder. That's where I was is going. That where you're
1: I, going. I I thought it was defense. Oh, I forgot oh, I, oh, I forgot oh, I, oh, I oh, tweaked oh, my list, it was it was actually why well, I couldn't remember him um yeah tony pollard uh you know another guy that me and andy have oft joked about since the fan base crowned this guy better than zeke about 3 games into his rookie season it felt like uh, we're actually finally seeing that he's great. I mean, he's PFF's number one graded running back where, this year. Which where, where would t- pretty wild. how many
0: teams would Tony Pollard be the starting running back for if he was on there? I think you're looking at Early like at minimum. I think you're talking. <laughs> about, <laughs> I think you're talking about like minimum ten teams that he would he would start on right now.
1: Is he the second best running back in the division?
2: That's a little hard to tell. <laughs> See, he was I mean, a good running back, but they don't use him. And when they did, he just immediately got injured.
0: Yeah, I mean, what
1: about Antonio Gibson, his fellow teammate? That,
0: that's that's the one that I'm like I that I'm really like kind of comparing him to. I think that that's I I would put him on par with Antonio Gibson. Honestly, I think he's at least as good. We haven't seen. We don't have as big a sample size with Tony Pollard. He's been more successful with smaller use, but that's kind of t- to Pollard's advantage. I think. Um, I'll say right now, Tony Pollard's better than Saquon Barkley. Stats say so. In the last three years, Tony Pollard is more productive. He's more reliable. Available. The Giants be better with
1: Tony Pollard as their running back. Yeah. Yeah, they would have used the first round pick for someone they could use.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I love it. This is the good. This is the good juices. So I my- need my two. Andy, go ahead and finish off. Your honorable yeah.
0: mention. I only my, had my, two myself. So. I had two. One is Micah Parsons uh, for all the reasons Zach said. Additionally, like I, I think Micah Parsons contributed heavily to the change in attitude on this defense. I think even though he's a rookie, he's already a leader. Um, definitely Dan Quinn and guys like Curse have come in and provided like kind of this dog attitude on defense that I love. But I think Micah Parsons is a huge piece of that. He's already a vocal leader in the huddle. You already see him like making plays on the field and being like one of the talkers, which I love. And then my other is CeeDee Lamb, um, which I'm sure other people had higher. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb has uh, – I think we w- witnessed his breakout game of his career against the Patriots. I think we're going to be talking about that game uh, 10 years from now as like the, the night that CeeDee became the guy. That that waving goodbye moment is going to be replayed in Cowboys' highlight reels for nigh on eternity. Um I, I wanna give credit to Coop. If you go back and you watch the all twenty two, they were pretty much cloud covering Cooper during that game. He he was seeing triple coverage on a lot of plays, which allowed C D Lamb to see single coverage, which was great for C D, but he made play after play, super key plays in that game. Um, and I think C D is what we expect him to be, which is a budding superstar. And I think he's gonna continue to to develop over the course of the season. I expect him down the stretch to be putting up stupid numbers against some really good teams. So Ceedee lamb is my second honorable mention.
1: You know, it's strange. I didn't list any of the receivers as a, in my mentions or my top five, which is kind of crazy. He's the only, he's he's the only
0: receiver in my, in my list.
1: I will give an honorable mention, not CD's definitely been better, but I'll give, I'll give big head said an honorable mention. Cause I think he's made some nice plays. He, he made, kept he this in that new England ranked player. And just, just the heart the heart factor on the kid. I, I'm a big fan and well, uh, very I'm similar story to Steel,
0: where it's just like the fact that he could be called on to like step into a role, a big role. I mean when Gallup went down, Gallup is a great player. And to be to step into that role and us to pretty much lose nothing is great. It's awesome. So wow. all props to said. So all right, boys. Number five, who did you have? Who wants it? Ben, Z go
1: Goat. of oh, me. Yeah. Hell yeah, Zachy he and
0: you right on the same wavelength. Yeah. Maybe Randy Gregory five, number that, five. That's like let that's, that's make,
2: like misread it. Third best pass rusher this season. Yeah.
0: That hit. I guess on, make, uh, make it a clean
1: clean sweep. I had I had Randy at five myself, boys, so Hell yes. I
0: love to see it, baby. I love <laughs> to see it. I just I know I've discussed about this kid for like years, but Dude, I'm telling you, like when we get Tank back and you've got both of them coming off the I, Randy's only going to get better. Like Randy, when you have when you can't devote all the attention to Randy, he's going to be even deadlier. He's already, you know, clocking up multiple sack games and when he's not getting multiple sacks, he's absolutely disrupting everything an offense tries to do. Randy Gregory has been I mean, again, another guy where when Tank went down, you were like, how are we going to generate pass rush? And honestly, Randy Gregory has done if, – if Tank had done exactly what Randy Gregory has done during this year, you'd say Tank was having a great year. So yeah. awesome year by Randy Gregory. Absolutely deserving of top five selection in my opinion.
1: It has been – I have been reminded, this is for the, the pod listeners, that I have made multiple – bets slash threats that if randy gregory had 10 t- 10 sacks this season i owed him a jersey buy so we're getting well he's got four right now so he's on pace so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to watch myself a little bit you know maybe 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 yeah, tank hey, will come back and and, and you, you'll do a few you could those.
0: do worse than buying if, if you know, that's a good thing right like it's a that's a cool I, jersey to have if the guy gets 10 sacks so i would love to be, be wrong be
1: I would love to be wrong as, as one of his, his, his big critics, especially on this podcast. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm giving it up for him for now, for now.
0: Love it. Love it. All right, gentlemen, number four, I'll go. I have Zeke Elliott as my number four pick. Um, obviously I'm a huge Zeke Homer. I've loved Zeke since jump. Uh, but this is really like a, a Zeke Assange year. We saw Zeke <laughs> really buckle down. um, Last year was really rough on Zeke. Uh, he had COVID going into last year's training camp. It He experienced shortness of breath going into like week uh, – through like five, six, seven weeks of the year. He, he was looked out fat. of shape. He, did, he was out of shape. He did not play well. The line was busted up, so he was getting hit in the backfield. It was just Zach like – Zach wanted to cut him. Every single bad thing that could happen to Zeke happened last year. Um, and Zeke responded – in the best possible way, which is he buckled down. He got a private trainer. He got a private dietitian. He shed weight. He worked his ass off during the summer and he showed up in the best shape of his career. (laughs) Um, And the dude has balled out. I mean, the dude has returned to being like the primary engine that powers this team. Um, Obviously Dak Prescott is uh, an elite quarterback at this point, but I have to think that when defensive coordinators are mapping out their plan to go against Dallas, their first priority is to try to stop Zeke Elliott. Because if you don't stop Zeke, it doesn't even matter what Dak does. He can just hand it off 30 times and you get killed. So, Zeke Elliott is my number four cowboy of the 2021 season.
1: I love that. Uh, he is not four on my list. Will he be higher? Who can say? You'll have to keep listening. Nine number four. He's been mentioned by my co-host, the rookie, Micah Parsons. Nice. I did not – i did not love the pick when we first made it i was vocal about that i wanted one of them corners call me avon barksdale because i want my corners i want my corners um but give me some micah man i mean he's been great i i think you know the last game in new england was probably his worst this season possibly but i mean early in the year he could do no wrong i mean they've lined him up everywhere they've lined him up at safety corner he took a snap at center for fuck's sake I mean, the kid has been everywhere. He he wants all the snaps. He wants all he's, the. He's defensive
0: rookie of the year right now. I mean. Yeah,
1: dude, he's just he, he two and, and a half way. sacks. I mean, he he might have won us that Chargers game, and just how much pressure he generated. He was. If, if it wasn't for
0: beast. the emergence of Trayvon Diggs and Randy Gregory, Michael Parsons would be like the story of the Dallas Cowboys
1: defense. Yeah, at this point. I mean, he's. Anyway, I I can't say enough good things about the kid. Uh, High motor, you know, all that. He's only 21. Like, this is a baby still, man. Um, I'm really excited to see what we have. I do not think this is going to be a Jalen or LVE situation. I had someone ask me um, that if he's going to be LVE 2.0, but I don't think so. This kid's just way freakier athletic than LVE was. uh, Or is.
0: And no injury history. And, yeah, many, many things that give him a better shot.
1: And he wears those cool little earrings that I would definitely fuck with if I was that cool. He does um, need to
0: improve his drip, as many other players on the team have <laughs> razzed him for. He just has zero swag, dude. He needs to improve that. But other than that, his game is on point.
1: Yeah, and I told Zach, 11's a bad number. I don't care what people say. Yeah, it's, it's not a not good a...
0: number. Thank you. Zach disagreed. I don't love. I don't love eleven for a linebacker. It's a good like receiver number, but
2: yeah, I'm. Yeah. I've. I came I up with this a, a bad number in general. He didn't I, anyone. That was your position.
1: My position is that anything from 11 to 19 is a bad number if it's not a quarterback. And I know the vast majority of people disagree, but I don't. Teens are cool numbers. I just don't. There's I like, especially I, I, I even like teens. Like, especially I like. even teens like 19, maybe passable. 17, 15, maybe. But I don't. Uh, 13 for Gallup. I'd never have loved that.
0: I, I never. I loved like MG thirteen, dude. I've I've grown to like it. It looks good on him. I mean, obviously, if the player plays well, I will like the number most of the time. So. Sure,
1: I just I just think there's better numbers. That's all
2: my point is.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
2: Zach, who's your number four cowboy? My number four cowboy is C D Lamb. Oh, nice. Ooh. I did not feel like I could not put a receiver in my top five. That's fair point. Is far too explosive. C D Lamb has just been killing it this year. He is having kind of what you call a sneaky good season. I Makes mean, up for the last game. The other games, there was no like crazy, insane thing that he did. But then you just look at the stats or you just think about it. And he is just killing
0: Like I have no and doubt I gotta give him credit because the uh, first game output. of the year, like the first game of the year against the Bucks, like was really the Amari show. And C D had these moments where he dropped some key balls in that game. And there was questions about, like, okay, like, is CD, like, are the lights too bright for this kid right now? And we didn't see any kind of, like, even momentary questioning from CD himself. He just came right back out, continued to work, and he's balled out. And in probably one of the most, like, high-profile, dramatic Cowboys games in a decade, he, you know, effectively wins the game for us on two huge catches. So... Yeah, dude, totally agree with your choice there. CD Lamb at four is a great pick. Even that Tampa game
2: part of the reason I uh, picked him. He had those miscatches. He still had a hundred yard game.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, he balled. I mean he had the opening touchdown that got the, where that when he caught that first T TD, I was like, Okay, we're in this. Like we can we can hang. CD's
1: sneaky to me in that he's really good and his numbers are really good and I watch him and I'm never there's never, like, a play where I'm just like, holy fuck, CeeDee Lamb. Like, he just seems to be open. He's pretty good after the catch. He makes – you know what I mean? Like, he like Coop's a, a – can turn on a dime route runner. Like, you see people just – Coop pulls him out of shoes. Dez was a physical specimen. I mean, he just made all the contested catches. CeeDee's sort of, like, a jack of all traits, you know? I kind of compare him to Devontae Adams, but now I think Devontae uh, – not, obviously, as good, but – I think I feel like that CD mold.
0: might be a CD. Kind of feels to me like a a nice balance between Amari and Dez. Like CD can do the circus catch thing a little bit, and he's also beginning to develop a really nasty route tree where he can like really mess guys up in the short game and run those intermediate routes, make change directions, do a lot of really great things after the catch. I really love the longevity of his game. The reason I love Cooper so much is that Cooper's game has a lot of longevity to it. Unlike Dez, who when he was young was just this otherworldly god on the field, as soon as Dez racked up these lower body injuries and he lost that like 1% athleticism, he really lost a ton of his advantage. Cooper is a guy that we're watching him do it right now where he's like fully hobbled and is still killing people because his game is so based on technique and knowledge of football. That he can do that forever effectively. It's like LeBron. Now, same thing with I, I see in CD where he does have the freakish athleticism, maybe uh, probably a better athlete than Amari, but he's beginning, I think, under probably under Amari's tutelage a little bit to develop that really great next level route running ability. And dude, if we can catch the balance between those two, obviously that's like an incredible wide receiver you're building there. If you had Des Bryant with Amari's route running, you're talking about. What? Fucking Antonio
1: what? Brown. Ugh, I fucking hate A B. Um what's his best what's his worst feature? I would say the hands sometimes.
0: Sometimes the hands are questionable a little bit. Although he also makes some great catches. I mean that catch against the Vikings last year was stupid. Ridiculous. What's
1: funny is Devontae Adams, I mean, that was him for two years, right? They one year the Packers didn't know what to do with him because he couldn't he couldn't catch. He had like a three or four drop game. Now he's arguably the best receiver in football. Um yeah. so I don't know. I got I got I got faith he'll be okay. He nothing very may well him. be our, nothing our number. nothing worries
0: me about Lamb. Like the he's I don't good. think he has an area where I'm like he's that won't be fine at some eventually.
1: Yeah. All right, let's uh let's move on to what are we, number three? Number number three. I have oh.
0: Trayvon Diggs.
1: Whoa The digs. Um
0: big digs. So I mean, nothing need be said here. This man is a fucking otherworldly. I mean, he has fucking seven picks in six games. He's a freak. Um, he has developed into the NFL's premier ball Hawk uh, and all the discredit that comes along with that. Um, outside of that, dude, he's a he's just a tremendous asset for the defense overall. Um, he's a great teammate. He plays a really great role in this defense. He can cover the other team's best receiver. He can play zone. Great. He'll come up and guard. He'll face guard some of the best receivers in football. He's shut down guys like Mike Evans. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the interception numbers are out of this world. Um, and to go from, and to, to be doing this in only the second year in the league is truly fucking incredible. Um, the fact that we've got this guy for Basically, another two full years on rookie money is insane. I mean obviously he's not gonna play on that. he's gonna eventually hold out and we're have to pay him, but for now, at least this is the best bargain in the history of defensive football. um Ten interception guys cost you fifteen million dollars a year, and Diggs is costing us like a cool two <laughs> like it's nuts.
1: I don't even know if that he uh, is go ahead, Zach.
2: Oh, my number three is also Diggs. Nice, interesting. Last I saw, he has more interceptions than I believe at least half the NFL teams, but not combined, obviously, but separately, if yeah. not more. I think it my it's. I don't remember. The last where. time
0: I saw it before the buy, it was, was twenty nine teams, but yeah, obviously only, didn't play this yeah. week. Uh, oh yeah, you guys were set. right. So Diggs is uh Diggs is making uh one Three million dollars a year right now. Yeah, if
1: you're not a first-round pick, you really don't make big money. He will. He
0: will make two million dollars in twenty twenty-three at the top end of his deal, and yeah. I'm assuming they're going to go ahead and take that fifth-year option.
1: <laughs> he so. won't get one because he's a, a second-year oh, guy. he's a second-year so, guy. Yeah, yeah. or, or second-round, second-round pick. Yeah. yeah, like CD, I'm sure will pick up his fifth.
2: You know I was excited to see what this guy was going to do this season. He had a pretty good end to his season last year after the injury. I never thought, though, he would be as good as he is, that he would be someone that everyone in the NFL knows, that everyone's talking about. That he tied oh, yeah. the record for most interceptions in a season or in six straight games. Yeah. It's I good. did not see any of that coming. It has been nope. mind-blowing. And Do you think started.
0: he's better than Byron Jones? <laughs> oh, God, no.
1: Dude, Byron <laughs> – Byron's been locking things up over there. I mean, sure, Kyle Pitts went nuts on him last weekend, but they, you know that'll happen when you got a generational tight end who's a rookie playing against you because rookie tight ends are so good.
0: I, uh, I totally agree with you, though, Zach. Like he's to go to make that jump from year one to year two has been insane, and he was already doing really well last year.
1: My number three, one sleek Zeke Elliott. Nice. Uh I really didn't see the resurgence coming. I've I've been on the the Zeke train like Andy Andy's been the conductor full steam ahead. I've been looking for the stops or at least somewhere to to jump off in the grass and maybe not injure myself too much on the way out. Um you know heading into this year I really thought it might be the the end of Zeke and I was, I'm pleasantly surprised that we're getting the production we are out of him. Contract aside, uh he's been playing great football and you know he's He's the hammer, man. He's he's awesome. Like he doesn't get tackled backwards, and he's actually turning some of those five yard runs into twelve yard runs this year. And you know we're, we're seeing a little bit of the 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 big gains we saw from from him early in his career. So I love the the Zeke Surgeons had to put him at three.
0: Love it. All right, boys. Who do you have at number two?
1: I'll go first. Silver medal. This one was real hard. I ultimately decided the quarterback of America's team, wow. one and only Dak Prescott. Uh, what can you what can you say about the guy? Dak has been he's been phenomenal, awesome. He's in the MVP conversation this year. It seems like every game he's the trust is more and more there. Where every time he he drops back, there's no fear of him fucking up a play or doing anything you know what i mean like there's there's always times where you're watching a guy where you're on edge is when Dak has the football like at the end of that new england game or the end of even the tampa game i was like oh he's gonna do something special and he did i mean he's just he seems to have full command of the offense and you know he's he's been his ceiling is higher right right now. The level he's playing at is higher than I thought his ceiling was three four years ago when he was playing good football. I never thought he'd be playing at the level he is, and we're getting him at a bargain. I mean, he's he's going to be the quarterback for this team for hopefully another seven ten years uh, at least. So I I love it. I love it. So had to go with Dak.
0: Love it. I have Zach Martin. Um, Zach Martin is. Playing like Zach Martin is expected to, but that doesn't make it any less special. Uh, Zach Martin has only played five of the six games that the Cowboys have played this year, but for four of the five weeks that Zach Martin has played football, he's been the highest graded lineman at any position in the entire NFL. Um, He is just an otherworldly player. He is a Hall of Fame talent playing at the top of his game. He's playing as good as he's ever played. He's dominating every single opponent he goes up against. Um, there's not much to say about Zach Martin. There there aren't stats to show you how great Zach Martin is, but uh, he absolutely dominates uh, every single engagement that he plays. He's given up zero sacks. Again, he doesn't ever get penalties. He's a model of what you would want, an all-pro guard to be in the NFL. And so for that reason, for just like many years before it, Zach Martin is one of the best Cowboys on this team.
1: He's a rock. There's no doubt about it. Where the second he stepped on this team, he was an all-pro. I mean, that's how Much ridiculous definitely. he is. And you know, he's he's been that ever since. He's barely missed any time, which is knock on wood. Uh, I don't know. I I love it. I love the pick, Zach. Who's your who's your two?
2: My number two is Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Whoa, nice. I didn't know if you were going to include
0: him. Okay. I love it, dude. Zach has been converted to the, the ways of the, the yeah, whole Tell so right I
2: us a little bit Zach about though. this. Tell us a little bit about this. So I was not a fan of I thought he was washed, and he was all done. And I you know, wasn't fully aware of his contract. I did not realize it was all guaranteed. I could not understand well, why we did up to this season, I was not a fan. I was very against him, and then he just came back. You know, he worked out. I didn't think it was going to matter that much, and he has just been fucking killing it. He has revitalized our entire heart. Yes. my heart to is just that warm. No longer boys. needs to throw four to five hundred yards every game to keep us in the game. We I'm swimming. I'm
1: swimming in this wave. Zach is playing right now. I just,
2: love it, dude. And you know, I also give him props because this wasn't a proven year for Zeke. Everyone had already made up their minds. Like all the talking yeah. heads, everyone's like, "Oh, Zeke's done. Zeke's old. Over with. He's bad. He looks like an Ewok, and we pay him thirty million dollars a year. Like, and and worthless. he doesn't need
0: to get. And it's not like he's getting paid more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He's already paid. This is so just like,
2: because he wanted to be better. Yep. And, yeah he's one of the best running backs this season in the league. And he is. And I'll, I'll tell you I this think a lot of I, our, say, I think a lot of our success this season is due to how quickly, how well we can run the ball, which is almost all deep.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, I'll tell you this. I was listening to when we, after we beat the giants, I did what I always do which is go listen to like giants podcasts and analysis because I love drinking the tears of our enemies. And uh, I listened to some Giants analysts on the like uh, ABC affiliate for New York, and they were talking about why they don't think that they should re-sign Saquon. And they were like, in this league today, um, it's not worth paying big money for a running back unless you have a guy that can pass block and run and catch out of the backfield and do it all and is going to do it every single game, week in and week out. And really, there's only two guys that do that for you, and it's Derrick Henry and Zeke Elliott. Those are the only two guys that are worth the contract. And I was sitting uh-huh. there, and I was like, damn, dude, for for the guys that probably have shit on Zeke more than anyone, because you know the Giants. Like, they're, they're just like we're invested in our side of the Zeke-Saquon equation. They're just as invested on that side of the fence. To sit there and put Zeke in that category of, like, there's only two guys worth paying, and he's one of them, and Derrick Henry's the other one, like – that says it all about how, how much Zeke has changed minds this year. Like he is back in that elite class. Um, and and it makes sense. Like if this dude hadn't got caught a bullshit suspension, Zeke would have absolutely had three straight rushing crowns to start his career and then taken two years off (laughs) and now he's back to it. So he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Um, I'm stoked that he's back at it, dude. I, I think, Second place, number two is a great spot for him. I I didn't put him that high, but he certainly could have been there for me too.
1: So where'd you let let Let's sum that up. So I had him at three. Where'd you have him, Andy? Four. You had four, and Zach had him too. So Zeke made everybody's list very high.
0: Yeah, lovely, he's,
1: lovely. he's he's in sick. the top.
0: He's in he is definitely in like if you're starting this team over from from the ground up, like he's one of the first two or three offensive players you're taking. Like probably Dak. it's either Dak and Zeke or Dak in an offensive lineman to start this team pretty much right off the bat I
1: still think we probably don't need to pay running backs in today's age probably but not. I do love Zeke
0: I don't probably care like, it's already we've already. I, I probably would have gone it's in the past
1: that's fine it's fine who you, um who
0: would you have paid otherwise
1: um, dude, Byron Jones, Byron, bro. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Do <laughs> like, you know how much worse that would be? That would be way worse. So whatever. Okay, and now, of course, the piece de Resistance. Ben, who who is your number one Dallas Cowboy?
1: Well, if you you listeners haven't put it together yet, um, I haven't named him. I might name my future son after this, just his last name, Trayvon. Fucking digs. Damn, number one spot. The number one spot, you know, I think you guys both had him at three, which is respectable. I get it. It's an offensive-driven league. You got to do what you got to do. But uh, there's just been no one who's – you know, I talked earlier when I was making my list surpassing expectations and all that. There's no one who's done that more than than Trayvon Diggs. You know, if you told me he finished the season with five picks, I'd be like, holy shit, we got ourselves a player. And he may in the year with double-digit picks, which is – Absolutely insane! It's my favorite type of corner, favorite type of guy to root for, and then he just he swags hard. And seven is a sick number. Like if you're gonna change to a number, seven is sick. And, yeah, it is. Uh, he's got his jersey out there on the store now. What do you think bad. of that
0: nickname? I I saw that. I've since seen a lot more posts with that nickname, the Boogie Man, which I don't hate.
1: It's far better than Seven Eleven, which doesn't even make sense <laughs> for him and Micah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs>
0: That's dude, awful. I'm a fan. Boogeyman is, boogeyman is kind of tight, dude. I kind of fuck with it, especially like, uh, what did, what did they call John Wick? It was like the boogeyman in Russian. I'm trying to remember. I, um, I it'll come know, to me. Oh yeah. Papa Yaga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like dude, turn Diggs, He's kind of, he is the boogeyman dude. He comes out of nowhere. He fucking steals your ball dog. Like that's, that's definitely how he works. So.
1: Um, it's awesome. You know, I don't, I would love to see the streak continue. We'll, we'll, we'll preview the game after this. But even if it doesn't, that man's awesome. Um, I actually think yeah, this um, might be his toughest matchup of the year, to be honest, agreed. coming up. But anyway, love him. Had to give him number one. Uh, he's been the walk star star of the game since we started doing it this year. I, I looked earlier. Uh, four of the five, three of the four weeks we've done this, it felt wrong not to not to put him one. So Love
0: it. All right, Zach, who's your number one? My number one is Connor Williams. <laughs> yes. Oh, you motherfucker. Yeah, no, it's,
2: uh, it's Dak Prescott.
0: Nice.
1: Well, let's be honest. Connor Williams would have been all of our number ones.
0: Yeah, if I have to honest. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was just like, it would have been unfair to even include him in the same rankings. A, as...
2: He has had a very large impact on the. Yeah.
0: Players. Super, super large, outsized impact for a. <laughs> a starting left guard. You have to
1: wonder if Zach Martin, knowing he's the second best guard on the team, really just helped Zach settle into his place. Like once he once he knew that Connor was a better guard, it really helped Zach. Do you Zach think, play do you his think best
0: Connor player. like do you think Zach like carries Connor's pads and stuff at camp? Like
1: No like, way, dude. Connor makes Zach carry his fucking That's track. what I'm saying. Like do you oh, think do
0: you yeah. think Zach carries <laughs> Connor's stuff for him? Like Oh yeah. Absolutely oh yeah Dak Prescott that is also my number one Um, I figured I had him at two you
1: boys had him at one uh that's awesome I mean I I
0: I don't think Dak is uh unlike some of the other guys on this list namely like Zach Martin who I think is the best guy at his position in the league and you could maybe even make that argument right now about uh Tyron Smith you could for this specific moment in time Trayvon Diggs um Dak probably isn't in the, the top two or one at quarterback at this moment but uh i've said it before on this podcast Dak is like the heart of this team and he's the undisputed leader of this team and i don't think there is anyone better to be the face and engine of this team um and i i've urged up people on the podcast before if you haven't read it go read the si cover story that came out on Dak this summer this is just a dude that has just been through shit, and it has just sharpened him into fucking diamond-coated steel, bro. Like he has just been through it all; it has hardened him into just an incredible leader and an incredible football player. And we're seeing it on the field. The guy just shreds everyone. I mean, he just went out and put up a record number of yards against the Bill Belichick defense. He's going to do that all year. I really hope his calf is okay, <laughs> but other than that. Dak Prescott's my number one as well. So, yeah, man, it's it's awesome we get to make a list like this. And we had tried to make this list last year. There's probably like,
1: oh, new guys
0: that I would have been, <laughs> you would have yeah, to it would have
1: been a it would have been a struggle. Um, there would have been
0: dudes that were injured that you're like, well, I know that I know that Zach's good, so he's on the list, but he's not playing. <laughs> Dude, on that um,
1: topic, where do you guys think Dak is QB-wise in the league? If you had to just off. Off top of your head, just just.
0: I think right now today, Dak Prescott is playing like a top five quarterback. I think he's in the MVP hunt, and I think that if you had if you had one game, if you were like I'm I'm going to start a quarterback for one game tomorrow, who is it? Dak Prescott is in your your five choices at the very top of the, the pile. I agree with that he's a top five QB. Yeah, I, I don't really I could... actually think there's much
2: arguing about that now unless
1: you just hate the Cowboys. I think, like, spots one to nine are all very well. I would say two to nine, because I know he's had a bad year. I'd still say Mahomes is probably clear-cut the number one guy. Unless he keeps turning the ball over every game, then maybe we rediscuss. But what i always said, anywhere you want to include from about, like, two to, like, eight, if we just started naming quarterbacks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would fair. put... I would put Dak up against right. this year anybody, anybody in the league. Put Dak up side by side with them. I think he at least it's it's at least a discussion. Like even with Mahomes, and Lord knows I'm a huge Mahomes. Homer. Oh, dude,
1: Dak's well. There's a lot of guys who play better than Mahomes. We're just talking this year. Mahomes has not put together a top right, but I'm, I'm 10 just saying, season. like
0: you know what I'm talking yeah. about, like just yeah. like Dak this year as he's playing today um Dak Prescott is in the conversation for the best quarterback I mean the other guys in the MVP race are probably like Kyler Murray Tom Brady that's probably who's in the lead right now Kyler's in
1: the it's Kyler and Dak are the favorites last I saw it's then like Brady Lamar and Josh Allen
0: yeah and I'll take Dak up against any of those dudes straight up
1: that's fair um well, that was a fun list, boys. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I, I like doing
1: the little, the little listicles. So we I'm do have fun to see where uh, you boys' heads are at. Guess I'm on the this only. Game coming up? What I took is, I guess I'm the only Diggs fan. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> I got you, Trayvon. Uh, so the Cowboys do have a game coming up this Sunday. It is uh, Sunday night football, which is nice. We've been playing at like noon and fucking 3:25 and a whole bunch of bullshit, and now we get back to where we belong in prime time.
1: Prime time. We're Halloween night. Yeah.
0: Halloween Ooh, night, Minnesota Vikings <laughs> in Minnesota. Um, they're 3-3, three and three, but I feel like that kind of is not representative of this team. Uh, they they have some guys that are kind of scary, dude. Like, um, They're built a little bit like the Cowboys, and it's kind of a pick-your-poison type affair. They've got a good running back in Dalvin Cook, and they've got some weapons on the outside in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And Kirk Cousins is quietly having a very good season, completing almost 70% of his passes. He's got 13 touchdowns. He's got two picks. Um, He's doing work right now. So if you catch the Vikings on the wrong day, they can beat you.
1: The Minnesota Vikings are like a Dungeons and Dragons, like 16-sided dice. You just roll, and you don't know what the scenario is, and you don't really know what's going to happen. But whatever happens, it just seems like it's –
0: yeah. Fucking noob. There's no such thing as a 16-sided what is, dice. What is it? Oh, 20. It like yeah, it's a 20-sided dice. Dude, <laughs> I apologize. All oh, right, you're Earth fucking you're, dude. You are never <laughs> allowed to be dungeon master in our <laughs> fucking group ever, bro. I, I,
1: I you can I'm be sorry. the
0: bard. I, you're allowed to be the bard, Ben. I apologize.
1: I apologize to all Dungeon and Dragon fans out
0: there.
1: <laughs> um. Uh, my point being I like that me
0: and Zach both like clearly had that thought at the same time. We're just sitting here like that's not a thing.
1: <laughs> I, I had no idea. I, I threw out the most. Dude, Travis number. Frederick
0: would be pissed at you because he loves Dungeons and Dragons, bro.
1: I would I would play with him. I I think I'd have a blast if he Low-key taught me Dungeons and Dragons.
0: Slaps, bro. That shit's so fun. So, but yes, uh, your your analogy holds that they are the whole point. They're completely they're, unpredictable. Throw the dice,
1: and you never know. It'll be one or twenty. They'll be it. It won't shock me. Whatever the scenario, whatever the Vikings do, they are a complete enigma in the fact that they can beat and lose to anyone. The fact that they're three and three makes perfect sense to me because it's probably the most chaotic 3 and 3. I even saw a tweet last weekend because the games, quite frankly, were pretty boring. There were a lot of blowouts, not a lot of entertainment, and somebody tweeted out, uh, "Man, we need a Vikings game on. We need some chaos." Yeah. And it's true. Every game. I mean, they could have beat the Cardinals this year if it wasn't for a missed kick. I mean, truthfully, the Cardinals' biggest test this year was Minnesota. So,
0: yeah, them are, them are the Niners. Those are like your two only two teams that really gave a fight to the Cardinals and those are like not great teams on their schedule, really weirdly enough. But yeah, and the Vikings do—they're a top-five offense in yards.
1: I'm quite they, terrified of this team, to be quite honest. Um, they, dude, we have and, not,
0: and they lead the league in sacks. Like
1: they get—they have the best pressure rate in the NFL. Yes, so that'll be real interesting to see how this O-line is. Which, by the way, update for fans: Tyron Smith apparently feels good and better than he's ever felt. Was the quote I heard? So great. He should. And be we get Lel
0: back, so we should get Lel back some juice.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean th- that'll be a real fun to see that D line versus our O line. I I just don't know what scares me is defensively, the Patriots seem to run really well on Dallas. Damian Harris mm-hmm. had a nice day. Ramondre Stevenson even made a couple little plays, and Dalvin Cook's back. I absolutely think he could go bonkers. You know, we've played them actually now three straight years. 2019, Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett did real hard, and we wound up losing a winnable game. Last year, we somehow won with Dalton in a, it was like 31-28, I think, 34-31, something like that, Uh, which CD had probably his career highlight, that sick catch he had in the end zone where his whole body adjusted like a Madden animation that doesn't make any sense. So... I'm really terrified about the run defense. That's that's the one thing I, I want to see if Dalvin pounds us, and I think Trayvon Diggs is going to have the toughest matchup he's had this year, and Justin Jefferson, who's an absolute killer. I mean, that is I was going to
0: ask you like, who is who? Do you, who do you think they're going to put him on? Because Thielen is no joke, especially down in the red zone. He's a red zone monster, and then. You know, in the open field, Justin Jefferson's obviously a beast too. Um do you think they're gonna travel him with somebody or are we gonna see him more no, like kind I, of split split the duties between those two guys?
1: I think they'll split duties and, and Minnesota moves those guys around quite a bit. Um plays they they both play out of the slot at times too, I believe. So I don't know. I it'll be those are both tough matchups. Jefferson, like I said, is an all-pro. Him and CeeDee went in the same draft, so that's a really fun comparison. I saw that going around. Who would you rather have, CeeDee Lamb or Justin Jefferson? Um, honestly, Both great players. can't lose. That's that's awesome. Jefferson's had a little bit better numbers so far. His rookie but, year
0: was dumb, dude. His rookie year was yeah.
1: stupid. I mean, that's what I mean. Last time we played, and, you know, this defense is better than last year. Last year's defense sucked, but Kirk did throw 300 yards and three TDs, no picks. So yeah.
0: I mean, they now, can go. I will say, from a defensive standpoint, their defense is pretty not great. No, uh, at least so far,
1: their front four is nasty, and after that, yep. th- you can. Really they get, get good to pressure,
0: them. but they give up a ton of rushing yards. Um, they're they're like sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth in the league in rushing, and they played one fewer game than half those teams. So they give up like over they give up like one hundred and thirty rushing yards a game. Um, their teams are scoring like 20 between 20 and 29 points on them routinely and they've not played teams like dallas um so i think we can score against this team it's going to be can we keep Dak clean especially given that deck may not be as mobile as we've tip, we're typically used to seeing him um now i'll tell you what i have heard uh and De- zach i know you listen to some of the cowboys podcasts that the team puts out uh I have heard on some of those that there are people in favor of, if Dak's not 100% like can run around, that we should we should keep Dak home and keep him on the bench and let Cooper Rush play this game in order to guard Dak's health for the rest of the year because they don't want to send a less than fully mobile Dak out there against the Purple People Eaters and get his leg broken somehow. Uh, I would love your guys' thoughts on that.
2: I'm in favor of it. If he's not, if there's any doubt... That his calf could be re injured because this is not something that I'm having to say. This game, honestly, we were talking about it before the pod started, doesn't really matter too
0: much at this point. Yeah, it's not a must win. It's definitely not a must win. I mean, we really don't have any
1: wins left unless you're fighting for that one seed. So I assume he'll play for sure. If he's banged up,
2: want to sit out or be willing to. Unless it's really bad, like, no, I don't think Dak. that's gonna happen.
1: Dak trying to snap his to cha- ankle back in to, and play. I was
0: gonna say you're gonna have to chain Dak to the locker room to keep him from going out there. Yeah, so
2: still, I know he took the boot off today. He's supposed to be back in practice today. Actually, I think. tomorrow oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. So, I expect to Look, see. Look, even in that if field. if he
1: if he tweaks it, that would suck. But. It would just, I mean, your next two games are at home against Denver and Atlanta. I'd like to think we could beat them. At, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I, I want him to play. So unless it's, like, a big concern that he's going to tweak it, then no. Yeah, you got to yeah, send him out my, there.
0: My my thinking is that, like, unless it's they see something where they're like, this is a significant risk of re-injuring this particular thing, or he's so – Immobile that it makes him like way more of a target for other injuries. Like it, it takes his capability down by some drastic amount. Um I expect to see him play. Um I mean, now that he's got, you know, we know that Tyron's going to play and now he's got L back on his right side. I expect him to keep him pretty clean. I mean, we're finally, this is going to be the first time since week one. No, actually this will be the first time because Zach didn't play week one because of COVID this is going to be the first time that we have our best five out there. Like The Cowboys have not yet had their best offensive line, which is crazy because the offensive line has been one of the best in the league. But you're going to have your best five out there. You're going to finally have
1: – Well, uh, you're, you'll you're, have you'll have Connor out there.
0: Well, that's your best five, That's all I'm saying, <laughs> whether or not – Yes, there's a debate be had there. I agree with you. If Terrence Steele can play left guard, I'm in favor of it. But you'll have at least four of the five guys out there are the best you've got uh for those positions and uh you'll also have your receiver core fully complemented with michael gallup back in action so i would think that we can pretty much slice and dice anyone and i assume that if they do need to make some modifications like kellen needs to you know maybe give dak a little bit of a some drop some stuff that allows dak to like get rid of the ball a little quicker we have the personnel to do that i don't think we're going to be slowed down very much by this defense um, but yeah, I mean, obviously priority number one, keep Dak safe. Cause again, like Zach highlighted, this is just not that important of a game, uh, in the long run and losing Dak at any point for any long stretch would be very, very costly.
1: Yeah. The over under on this game's high, it's at 55. Um, the Tennessee KC game I think was the highest of the season last week at 59. So Vegas thinks this is going to be pretty high scoring, Everybody I've talked to thinks it is. I just want to list the Vikings' last five scores just because it's on my screen. They lose to the Cardinals 34-33 in a game that they were way up in and then came back in and then missed the game winner in. Then they beat the Russell Wilson-led Seahawks 30-17, to probably their best win this year. Then they lose to the Browns 14-7 after scoring a touchdown on their opening drive. Just bizarre. completely blanked it after that. Then they beat Detroit 19-17 to in a fucking grinder. Unwinless Detroit. Then they beat Carolina in overtime in a game that they easily could have lost where Sam Darnold marched the field with like a minute left to to lead a game-tying touchdown. So they're really, as I told you, they're a really weird team that plays. They play to the level of every single opponent.
0: So no telling which, what Vikings team we're going to get here. Um, they are, we are two and a half point favorites for playing in Minnesota. Normally the home team gets like a three point bump. So if we were playing in Dallas, I'd like to think we'd be favored by like five here. Um, I expect us to win this game, particularly if Dak plays, if Dak doesn't play, then it's a total coin flip. I'd like to think we can beat this team even with our backup quarterback in, but Cooper Rush is real shitty. So we'll see. Um, but that said, what are you guys feeling on this one? Any predictions for our matchup with the Vikings on Sunday Night Football? Go
1: ahead, Z-Love.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking they're not going to be able to
0: the game at
2: all. Uh, I'm thinking we beat them something around 31-24. Nice. I don't think it's actually going to be that close. I think it's going to be a lot of games where
0: classic garbage kind of at
2: the beginning. And – Kind of like how the early pictures game was, but unlike that game, we're going to break out. We'll, we'll break ahead. They'll kind of slowly start to kind of catch up a little bit, but even though it's not going to be that much of a point difference. So, like, yeah. kind of
0: Panthers game-esque? Panthers game, basically. I don't think it's ever down. Nice. nice. Ben, what are your thoughts?
1: Oh, this is tough. I am so close to picking Minnesota to beat us in this. Really? Yeah, I do not – I do not have Zach's confidence that we're they're going to come back in. I think – what I think is going to be a very similar to New England game, where if we win, it's ugly. Um, if we start slow the way we've been starting slow, Minnesota's a team that I think could easily go up 13, 14, nothing on us, and that's what scares me. And then I think we're the ones that claw our way back, and Minnesota finds a way to lose a lot of games. So I think that's what's going to happen, and we're going to come back to win – on like a 27-28 type game, Um, or I'd say like 31-30. It's going to be kind of a weird score, Uh, but that's what I'll say. I'll say a 31-30. We eke out a win. I do not think this will be pretty personally. Okay.
0: I'm going to tell you this. Michael Gallup's back. Well, Collins is back. Cowboys have had a week to get focused they i think the patriots game was really good for this team i think it builds character to win games like that i think a week of rest people are going to be in better shape i think they're ready to rock i think they have Dak is a guy that has this team very focused and i think the added firepower of one of the best uh second or third receivers in the league and are starting right tackle back. Um, Thirty one fourteen, Dallas. Woohoo. Yeah. Now you, my turn to be the Zach this week. Damn, you boys are high on us. I I have a
1: lot of faith. I just think I'm looking at the schedule. Special
0: season. Special season. I'm looking at the schedule. What, if we lose if we, we lose any is?
1: game if we lose any game in the next month, it's this one. It's all I'll my tell you, I'll point t- t- is.
0: let me tell you how it's gonna go. Goat Stradamus. Okay, you ready? We're winning every game until Thanksgiving. We're going to lose to the Raiders. It's going to be really annoying. They're not even good. We're going to lose to them. We're going to win every game after that. We're going to lose to the Cardinals in a squeaker. It's going to be really annoying. Then we're going to win out. We're going to finish the year 14-3, and we're going to the Super Bowl. We're winning the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Sticking to it.
1: I could see it. I could buy it. There's, I mean, man. Minnesota, KC, Vegas – and Arizona are your only games left. I know the Saints look decent-ish. I th- Actually, I think the Saints suck, to be honest. I think we expose them. I think Minnesota's much closer to our talent than New Orleans, and I think Minnesota's a playoff team, where the top five slots are almost locked in my mind. I think Minnesota gets that six or seven wild-card seed, so this may be a um, very possibly a, um, a playoff. Preview
0: team. of the playoffs? Just throwing right. it out there. That's that's the Walter Thomas. I like it. I like it. All right, boys. Anything else to cover before we get out of here? No. I take the silence as a no. We'll we'll hold off on uh, our bets until we're getting paid to do it. If you know what I. If you if you catch my drift there, Ben.
1: That we could really use that leverage. I'm absolutely. Saying. I'm saying
0: absolutely. So. All right. Well, as always, folks, thank you so much for listening to this episode of boys will be boys. We'll be back uh, after the Sunday night football game against the Vikings. So that's uh, a week from today. Uh, As always, if you've liked what you've heard, feel free to like, subscribe, listen, we are available uh, everywhere. That podcasts are available. I found out this week, we are actually on Spotify. So that's cool. Feel free to leave a review, leave a like, uh, follow us on there. Um, if you'd like to uh, ask us a question, leave us a comment, tell us we're fucking wrong about something, hit us up on any of our socials, uh, or shoot us an email at boyswillpod at gmail.com. As always, I'm Andy Gatelli.
1: Benjamin Walker.
0: Really this has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy and have a happy and safe Halloween. Peace!